Welcome back to the Remarkable Orator Podcast. I'm your host, Anika Apple. Thank you for joining me for part two of B.I.G. to G.O.D. with the remarkable Tammy Hunter. Hopefully you enjoyed our first part of this episode and listening to T just share all of her stories about who she is and some of the experiences that that have helped her to shape her life. As we go into part two, this is where it gets really exciting for me. I want you to imagine, close your eyes and imagine we're back in the mid nineties and you know, literally what's on the radio is Biggie Smalls. And, you know, there is, is the whole, whole bad boy entourage, but (sighs) the theme music of our lives came from Notorious B.I.G. And whether we were road tripping to, you know, multiple sorority functions or going out of town to go visit each other, this really was the music that marked our lives. And um, it's amazing how there are just some things that always can just can transport you back to a moment, whether it's music or it's a saying, or it's about spirit and spirituality. The BIG for us had such a significant impact. And while we would never equate anyone on the same level of of God, it's just amazing the transformation that we've experienced over the years since B.I.G. was the themes, the, the theme music that marked that chapter in our lives. So we start off there today and um, you'll hear T, she kind of recounts the importance and talks about just some of the experiences that really helped to shape us and mold us in those years. And then we turn to learning more about T and who she is. Olivia Pope shows up live with us here on the podcast um, from the remarkable Tammy Hunter. And we get to hear why she has aptly earned that nickname. And then we talk about some of the other things that have kept her across this season of her life, um, ending in a place where we really spend a few moments talking about the the importance of self-care. Without further ado, I am going to bring to you part two of From B.I.G. to G.O.D. with none other than Tammy Hunter. I think so that our listeners can get the gratitude of this shift. We should take them back in time to 1994. So we met in 1994, probably in the spring of 94, in the fall of 94, we became joined forever with royal blue and gold all around us. It's all we see. And, you know, we partied and when I say party we had a good time I have some memories I would never share on this podcast some of them involving beverages with gold gold uh, flecks in them um and I say this is as um Tammy almost spits out her water that she's drinking right now um 
But one of the things, there was something that happened in 1997 that um, shook us, and that was Christopher passing away. Now, Christopher, our listeners are like, who's Christopher? Christopher Wallace. And while we didn't know him personally, I would say Biggie Smalls marked a chapter of our life. Um, There's so many stories and the theme music playing in the background is from him. Um, It's just, and yeah, we we would just talk about how B.I.G. was just the theme, our theme music. It was just, it was all the time. We could look, we could be in a space, a party, you know, an event or whatever, and just know, you know, I will see you out there in the middle of the room in about 30 seconds. Um, By the way, I can't dance, but I would be out there with T who can dance. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it's, it, it marked an error for us. You want to talk a little bit about the significance for you, T? Wow. It, um, you know, I, as you were, as you're talking, I am in my mind and, you know, I just have that, that um, in my mind, Biggie, you know, as we proceed to give you what you need, right? And, and it's just like that beat in my head because I would remember you had a red Nissan. And oh my gosh. <laughs> we put some miles on that for sure. Like both of our cars. We talk about road trips. Um, and it was just a time. Like you said, it, it involved um, a lot of fun. It involved a lot of drinks. It involved a lot of laughs. And it involved people. And, you know, we just had a good time. And we knew how to have a good time. And, um, yeah. Oh people a gentle way of saying boys, because I think that's really what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because when you think about it now, I'm like, yeah, they were boys. They mm-hmm. were, most of them were boys mm-hmm. um, from a maturity standpoint. <clears throat> um, <laughs> they were fine, but they were, you know. They were fun. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I, yes, we had, uh, you know, uh, as I go back to, you know, the beginning, like I, you know, we have never been afraid and it, you know, we have always been fierce and we have always been fearless and you, we have always known, you know, it, you know, it is what it is and, you know, what you see is what you're going to get and it's not a whole lot of games, not a lot of smoke and mirrors and, um, we were, tr- we were trouble, you know, it was, it was, yeah, we probably give a different meaning to Thelma and Louise without, mm-hmm. you know, robbing people. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, you know, we, yeah, we did, it involves a lot of different people, um, but always a good time, always a good time. Always a good time, definitely always a good time. Always a good it's funny when you say fierce I agree it's funny when you say fearless because 
I don't know that I saw myself as fearless. I think that um, it's the beauty of the company that you're around. Mm -hmm. When you trust somebody in the way that, that I trusted you then, and I certainly trust you now at just a whole nother level, and especially with where God is working in our lives. Um, but I feel like our, the connection made me feel less fearful about things. Like, it's just, you know, we, we talk about the importance of circle and you heard Tammy talk about her circle of people. And it is so important for you to surround yourself with people who see you, mm-hmm. who see the potential of who you are, mm-hmm. who listen to you to understand who you want to be and can mm-hmm. remind you of those things. And I feel like you did that for me um, so many times, you know, and, and I think about um, even moving out of Jersey and um, going down to Atlanta, where I've lived now three times, but the first time moving there. And I just remember being like, I've got to go. And it was hard to muster the strength to do it. And I thought about you and you, you were like, I'm out. I mean, <laughs> it was almost like a shock, you know, it was like, okay, graduation, peace out y'all. I'm on my way. I was like, wait, what, where are you going? <laughs> and how soon is next weekend too soon for company? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, you know, and, and when I say that and I say fearless and, you know, just in the things that we did, I, I, I think that it's the same way that we approach things now in the many ventures that we are blessed to be able to experience together. It is just that we, re- we recognize where that comes from. And it is a fearlessness in our faith. And it's a fearlessness of trusting, you know, the creator and just trusting who we belong to mm-hmm. and, um, and really growing that. Because when you know that nothing's impossible and that everything is possible, mm-hmm. look at it differently. And whether you're channeling that towards you know, good times and, 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 you know, partying or whether you're tra- channeling that for purpose of, you know, being a change agent, being a part of what you want to see prosper and, and being that light. Um, you know, I often say, you know, it, we have powers, right? you use them for good or you use them for bad. Like you pick and choose what you use them for. And and sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And so God love, his love covers those transgressions, right? So thank goodness it carries you through. Yeah, oh God, yes. grace <laughs> and mercy, thank you. Like it carries you through for such a time. Because he, he knew we needed to go through those things together. We needed to be in each other's space during that time because we needed to know that who we are and where we are and what we are, are journeying upon, it is real. Yeah. And that we can speak to when. I knew you when. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you, you knew me when. You know, that God was a part of my life, but not so much as he is now. Yeah. 
Yes. You know, you know, it, 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 because I know him for myself, not because I'm go, I go to church because my mom made me or I'm going to Bible study because I have to or I got to do. It's because I desire to have that relationship. And there was a time where I always knew that that, you know, that's the foundation of who I am and how I was raised. And it's kind of like you grow up and you and you get you define what you think being grown is right mm -hmm. and you're just like that's the good time stuff that's the let me you know i'm gonna hang out i can party i can drink i can do whatever i want to do you don't look at relationship the same and it's that it, it goes back to the thing of prioritizing what really is important mm -hmm. so um you know, then it was that grace, it was that cover that, yeah, I need you to go through all of these things because when you realize all of this is going to position you because when you realize what you're really purposed to do and the light that you really need to bring and get to that place, you think you're having a good time now. Like, you know, you think that you're partying now. Like, that's a whole nother level of things that, you know, we get to do and experience in life. Like, you know, like you said, just having back then, having your own place and, you know, drinking box wine. Like, you wouldn't catch me drinking box wine today. Not because, <laughs> not because I think I'm better than it, but because my tastes have evolved. Mm -hmm. I, I have experienced greater than. So because I've experienced greater and because I've had greater and I know that is within my grasp to have grasp to have greater. Why why would I want to go back? Yeah. I yep. see it. You know, it's like the that rear mirror analogy. You know, I, I share with you one day we were talking like, oh yeah, I, I walk past it in the store and I see it and I and I look at it and I have such an appreciation for it. And I smirk and I laugh to myself and I, and, and I'm like, but God, you mm, know, yeah, the yeah. elevation, because I, I will always appreciate those days because it is because of those days. It is because of, you know, that time of, of listening to, to, you know, to bad boy and listening to Biggie and is why I am where I am now. And continuing to go. And it's in all of it with appreciation. Like I said, good, bad, and indifferent. I, I, I have an appreciation and will forever have an appreciation for it. However, I recognize that I can have more. I can be more. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and I'm going to aspire to do that. I love that um, <clears throat> the recognition of, of from whence we came, right? It's It's... It's marked growth and understanding. It's broadened perspectives, and you have incredibly broad perspective. You've traveled the world. You talked about um, the the Jazz Institute, and I mean, I don't even know if there's a corner of you know the earth that you've not been to. Because I feel like I would just you know check in with you or see a news feed, and I'm like, where's she off to now? Like, it's just it's it's exciting that broadens perspective. And then you talked earlier about the client groups that you have supported mm -hmm. in the businesses that you have been a part of the organizations where you've worked. And it's not lost on me that this mixture 
of all of the experiences that you have had personally and professionally position you to understand people in a way that is just different. Talk a little bit about that, T. How does that help you to connect to, to hear people <clears throat> and support them? One of the things is that I believe that I've been blessed to be able to experience and encounter um, all of these things and places and people for that very purpose. Um, I remember uh, my development director at um, my current place of employment. We were doing our bios for the website and um, she asked me, uh, you know, a couple of, you know, questions. We made it kind of like this fun spiel of getting to know us of different, with, you know, songs and things that influence and all these different things. And she said, you know, if somebody had to, to, to write a book or you have to write a book about your life and all these things. And like, what would you call it? Or what would it really be about? And instantly I was just like, you know, I'm filling this thing out for her. And I'm just like, yo, like the love experience. Like, and she's why? And I was like, because I've been blessed to meet so many different people from all over the world. And I'm like, and it is just such a sweet spot to be in, you know, because you can make such connections and you can transfer so many different things because it all kind of makes up for your experiences, right? And and this kind of love experience. And one thing I've always known is that I love people, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know, <laughs> but I, do. I love people, right? And so it was like, boom, it like hit me and I shared this with you. And I, one of my dear uh, sisters, and, and you know her and love her to death, called me one day, and this was a few years ago. <clears throat> and she says, you know, T, I have, I had this dream about you. And she's like, oh my gosh, like you're on this stage. And it's like, you know, like it's the it's stage rather. And it's like all these people and they're like waiting for you. And she's just like, and we're there. And we're just like, you know, like, where is she? What's going on? Like, da, 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 whatever, da, da. And she's like, and you never showed up. She's like, but man, they just were still waiting. She was just like, and they were not going to leave. She was just like, I'm talking like thousands of people. And she said, and I don't know what happened, but she didn't show up. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, I just want you to know, like, whatever it is, whatever you need, I got you. You know, be it. Love my girl Bridget to death. Um, and um, she is, talk about amazing. And, you know, Bridget mm -hmm. is like the bomb. And um, she's like, I just want you to know, Sam, I got you. And I, and I thought about it then and probably was like, girl, like, I'm always late for stuff. Like, you know, I'm always late for social, <laughs> I'm notorious, like, you know, for me, especially social things, because I'm just like, that's my time. Like, yeah, I'm going to drive myself. I'll meet you there because I'm, I'm going to be late. You know, I've grown to accept that's who I am. That's, <laughs> that's a part of, of who I am. And, you know, I've, I get, I've gotten better, like when it comes to business stuff, of course, in meetings and things like that. But like, it's just the, the, the concept of time and some things just shouldn't be rushed. Mm. And I thought about it 
and it was like, you know, in a humorous way, because, you know, I'm a jokester. And I'm like, oh, that's probably what it was. Like, I probably was late or something. And fast forward years later, as these other ventures and things that are happening and other people, you know, are speaking different things into my life and into my space and just, you know, into my future um, of what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm like, all of these things tie together because when I think about my life and why people connect to me and people are like, you know, if she doesn't know it, she's going to connect you to somebody who does, or, you know, she can't fix it. She's going to find somebody that can, or she knows somebody that can. And, and I think about all the things that I've been through in my life. And I'm just like, it's not so much about, it's about that experience, but man, that is a sweet place. Mm-hmm. And my value and the appreciation that I have for those experiences, for the people, all of you, you know, that are in my life that have allowed me to live this incredibly great life, that that is a sweet spot that so many people would love to have in their life. And some, and some people find themselves looking for it and searching for it and never find it. And so who am I not to share that, you know, with the world? And, um, you know, so here I am, you know, I'm an analogy queen and people call me and they ask me all kinds of things and, you know, I got to find a way to give it to you. You know, I'm, I'm going to give it to you straight, you know, no chaser when I'm by uh, mentees and our sorority called me the other day, text me, she's like, hey, you know, I need your advice on something. And she was just like, when you get a minute today, she was like, or in the next two days, I really would appreciate, you know, you giving me a call and, you know, and I said, all right, I can do it this time. How many minutes? She's like, I only need like 20, 30 minutes. And she's like, I'm calling you because I know you're going to keep it a buck 50. She's like, you're going you're gonna to give it to me. And, and when we finished our conversation, she just messaged me back and she's just like, thank you. Like, that's what I needed. She was like, and I appreciate everything that you shared. I'm going to get on this today. She's going to do like, and I'm just like, that's it. I'm like, thank you for, you know, trusting me to be able to do that. And um, yeah, so I think about all of those things and how often that happens in my life and I don't take it light at all you know and you know from many conversations of how I will say to you like who am I like I am a hot mess like why why do people trust me you know like you know you know you said you you always say this and always have like tea your discernment like Mm it's and I'm just like So I'm learning to um, embrace and uh, hone in on these gifts um, and sharpen them so that I can be what he has purposed me to be. And, um, and I think, and that's what's happening now is that I am, I am no longer looking at it as situational where people are happenstance or just happen to want to know what I think 
So when I when I get on my knees now, I just ask him to whatever it's going to be, allow me to remain positioned and allow it to be purposeful. So that at the end of the day, whatever it is that the outcome is supposed to be for them, for me, whatever the experience is, is supposed to be gained. Allow that to be what transfers. Um, mm. And it is a beautiful thing for me, probably more so than it is for them that they may have wanted to know or ask. Because it's like, it's just my thoughts or my views on it, but I give it to you the way that that he downloads it to me. And that's through analogies and experiences. And, and, and you know that to be me. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I am forever grateful that he, um, that he uses me for that. Um, yeah. I am too, because I get to be the recipient of it. And <laughs> I love that he pours into me, um, through you. Um, I love watching you grow in his light. And I am probably most excited in this moment because I hear you embracing the dream and showing up on the stage. So all of us, cause I know I'm in the front row, all of us. Um, no, you're backstage. Okay, you're I'm backstage. Either either one. I'm I'll, getting ready to come out. I'm like calling you to come out, and we're gonna have a seg a session. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you need, you know, I got you. Um, but I do. I'm so excited that we will see you there. I love um, what you are open to him doing through you, and I'm so excited about it. I just. I am. You're, you are incredible, T. And um, from BIG to GOD, like this, this, it really does sum up our journey. Um, mm -hmm. We started a fun and exciting time in our lives, getting to know each other, building a lifelong friendship. And the center of our lives is God. Yeah. And it's just, it's absolutely beautiful. There's not a conversation we have where we are not talking about his goodness, where it's not coming through in one way or another. A lot of times there's tears of joy at just how far we've come and how he has just chosen us for a time as this. Um, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we get to continue on this journey together. <laughs> I've got a couple of um, questions for you to round this out. And before I get to that, I just want to ask you, and I'm sure that the listeners want to know. So you have a lot of nicknames. I definitely remember MacGyver. Um, there, there, you know, there's something about trouble and problem children and stuff like that that's way back in the early 90s. But Olivia Pope. Lean in and tell us a little bit about how that came to be. What would people see Tammy Olivia Pope doing? You know, probably because of, um, I am um, the fixer. Um, and that is, and that, and, and even in that, like that is something that I'm, I'm, working on. Um, I have a huge desire um, to fix, want to fix stuff, right? To, to, I, my, my, um, my boss, R-E-D, right? <clears throat> love her as I do. Casey always tells me all the time, she's like, no, I love your optimism, Tam. She was like, 
you are always looking for the good. You know, you are always looking for um, the strength and you are so optimistic. And, you know, like, we'll be like, what the bleep, like da, 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 all these things, you know, and she'll be like, you'll come in and she's like your energy. And you're just like, you know what? It's all good. Like, it's a situation. It's not a problem. And, and that is how I try today, sis, to function. It is, you know, man, so many different things that we get to experience that shapes that for us. Um, I have been through so many different things, you know, from losing my dad um, at a really early age and I didn't really, you know, I was three, my sister was nine. Um, so it's not like I really got an opportunity to build a great relationship with my dad, but I can remember like being on his lap and watching football, right? One of the main reasons and sole reasons I am a diehard Cowboys fan is because mm -hmm. oh, oh. I know. And you know this though, because, and this is why I get passes, right? Because <laughs> my dad was a, love the Cowboys. And I have, you know, like one of my bank cards got the Cowboys on it. I'm rocking Cowboy gear, no matter what our season looks like. And, you know, people are like, oh gosh. And they're like, here she goes. And then some people, of course, they're excited and they embrace it. And there's so many Cowboy fans that live in the DMV, right? What a Jersey girl. Um, that's it still defies reality, but you know. I know. <laughs> the DMV, for, for those of you, that's the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. It's not where you go get your driver's license. Um, <laughs> and, um, and so they're like, and how do you like the Giants? And it's like, yeah, they're my second favorite team. I know we're in the same division. Stop it. I'm a Jersey girl all day. But it's a reason why I rep the Cowboys, right? Because I'm like, had my dad lived I know with every fiber of my being like I would straight be a daddy's girl like I'm trying to go fix the car with you I am such a tomboy mm -hmm. at heart right yeah. I'm trying to go do these things and that love like I said the teacher of love for me is my mom I watch my mom and her sisters and I watch my family and I watch how they always loved up on each other um, excuse me, and I, so it's like people, everything has to go through people. And so sometimes we disappoint, sometimes we hurt, you know, sometimes we don't live up to whatever is expected of us. And sometimes we make poor decisions, right, and poor choices. And it doesn't mean that we can't do better or that we can't be better. Yeah. And it's that whole thing about, you know, we can, we just got to be better together. But, the, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's my whole, a part of my purpose, right? And, 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 and so when it comes to working with people the way that we do in their lives at work and my management team, and I don't do direct service anymore, but, you know, I, we have these leadership meetings, and so we troubleshoot things, and we're doing internal strengthening, and we're doing things to help build the culture, and we're doing things to, to, to have people find that sweet spot and work within their strengths. 
And that means that sometimes you got to get into the weeds. You got to delve deep. You got to lean in, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you're doing that, you got to recognize this is a situation. It's not a problem. How can I be responsive instead of being reactionary? Mm -hmm. You know, because a problem is cancer. You know, a, 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 a problem is po poverty. Mm -hmm. You know, problems are the injustices that are happening amongst people of color. Yes. Problems are that you have people hungry. Yes. In the wealthiest country. <laughs> you know, those are problems. You know, the things that we deal with, not so much sometimes. They're situations. And so it's like, Let's, how can we connect this to this to get to the outcome that we need? And so that's that whole thing of, I, and I don't even remember um, which one of my team said, you know, like you're like Olivia Pope. Like you, if you, you're on level 10, just like go in her office and I promise you, like you're going to come out and you're going to be like, Woosa, like I can take on the world. <laughs> and like I'm about to knock these things down. But I think about the people in my life that do that for me. And you being, as you know, one of those persons that can make me feel like I can do, there's nothing that I can't do. And like, it's like, man, I feel great. Like, man, I can just, I can just, I can handle all 20 of these things that are in front of me. And I just 10 minutes ago felt like broke down. You know, it's like the empowerment. It is that energy and it is that inspiration, that inspiring, that moving. Like just if you can get, get somebody to visualize and see themselves mm -hmm. and the kindness that comes within that of how you transfer that. Um, and that has always been important to me. My old pastor, uh, Pastor Murray in New Jersey used to say, it's so nice to be nice. Mm -hmm. And as a kid growing up, I, I remember that. And he would lean in, me get the and you know in the pulpit. And he had such a great smile. And he would and he would look out at the congregation, and he would say it in a way that just would touch your soul. Like he would be like, "It's so nice to be nice." Mm -hmm. And it's like, and he would and he, and he would just be quiet thereafter. And it would cause you to have to. Just sit with that and think about the kindness because it costs you nothing and that it is so nice to be nice. And that is how I try to live my life every day with that, you know, philosophy of just thinking about people and how I engage with people because I may be the only person they encounter that day that demonstrates kindness mm -hmm. or that is nice. And, and, and it's like, not because there's an, you know, there is an ulterior motive or there is, you know, something that you want from it just because, mm -hmm. you know, I, because that is, that is how the people in my life have poured into me and reminded me through some of the toughest times of my life, whether it was divorce, whether it was, you know, being sick, whether it was the loss 
of somebody in my life, mm -hmm. whether it was just me just not feeling like myself and, and, and whatever was going on, reminding me of those, of that goodness, yeah. you know, and, and it, and it can come in any, um, form. I, I met two young ladies flying from Atlanta the other day, uh, in the airport. I was having a glass of wine. It was like an hour and a half early for my flight. And I'm listening to them. I'm listening to them talk. Right. And I swear they remind me of you and I, <laughs> and they reminded me of when we would go see each other, like in the earlier years out of school. And, you know, before the marriage, before kids, all these things, and they're talking and they went to Tuskegee and I'm listening to them. And, and it's, and it reminds me of that box wine, right? When you mentioned <laughs> it, because they're hugging each other. They both order their beverage and they're talking about when they're training for this job. And then they, and they go and they hug each other and they're like, okay, love you. And they hug so tight and I'm looking at them and it was like, I could feel that love. And was like, you know, like, I love you and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. And, and the bartender is like, hey, can I get you guys another round? And they're like, no. And they look at each other and then they're like, nah, we're gonna, we're good. And 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 they get up and they and when they when they're hugging and they're telling each other that they love each other. And then she comes over to me and she's like, Can I get you another one? And I'm like, no, but I'll I'll take their bill, right? <laughs> and the girl looks at me and she's like, you don't have to do that. Oh my God. And they're like, they're super shocked. And I said, honey, I know I don't have to. And, and um, the other girl's like, thank you so much. Oh my gosh, bless you. Da, da, da. And, the, and the other one girl stops and she looks like you, right? <laughs> and she's actually a Zeta. I don't even know the young lady's name. And I said, you know, you remind me of me and my line sister. I said, um, and she goes, really? What's sorority? And then I tell her, and then she tells me what sorority she's in. And she's like, yeah, you know, we're both just, you know, trying to, to decide. She just finished graduate school. She was like, we want to live closer, but, you know, we got our careers and different things. And she was like, but, you know, we're going to make it, we're going to figure it out. Like, we're going to make it, make it happen. And I said to her, I said, you know, it doesn't matter if you guys live in the same state or not. What you just displayed, it's going to last. I said, I promise you 10 years from now, 15 years from now, you guys are going to be meeting up. I said, laughing and talking about when you were in the airport and you could only afford the one drink. And she cracks up laughing. <laughs> she's like, because you know we wanted another one. And I said, Cherish that relationship. Hold yeah. on to that. I said the same way that you held on to her when you hugged her and told her that you loved her to get on that plane. I said, because God is going to take your life mm -hmm. in places that you are not even thinking about in this yeah. moment. Yep. But it will be his grace that the both of you can look back. I said, after the husbands, after the kids, after all these things, I said, and you will have such an appreciation for how you prioritized that relationship. Yeah. And I said, I'm not doing this for you or her. It's for me because of what you remind me of. And I promise you, and you know me, I promise you 
that when that girl walked away and that lady came back to get the to take the bill from me, this other woman was looking at me and she starts crying. I started crying. I was like in the airport, like I need to get back on the plane to go to Maryland. But it was the gratitude. Mm -hmm. It was just the appreciation and how grateful I was to have them as a reminder mm -hmm. of the relationship yeah. and the relationships in our life. Yeah. And I was just Leaving, just saw you the week before when I was in Atlanta before. That's right. That's right. Knew we were going to be having a conversation. Had just communicated with you the night before, but it reminded me of that and the appreciation. And that is what I was grateful to God for. That you have allowed me to have relationship in my life that has so evolved for who I was then to who I am now and yeah. everything in between and allowed the grace and the forgiveness of that growth. Amen to that from my end as well. Mm -hmm. it's, it's funny because a lot of times when you are going through the um, transformation, elevation, whatever you want, enlightenment, whatever you want to call it, God has to shrink your circle, right? And it's intentional mm -hmm. because he needs you to be solely focused on him, eyes on him first. Mm -hmm. And anything that's a threat to that or creates distraction from that can be removed. Mm -hmm. You know, you see relationships shift. Um, you see people kind of get distant. A friend of mine was sharing earlier today about kind of going through that with some of her really close circle and it's painful. Um, because you don't want that distance to be there. But I look at you and I've always known that no matter what, we would still be just the same, but, but better. Problem children we were back in 1994. And um, we're just good trouble now. We're good trouble. Good trouble. And <laughs> you were a problem solver then. So I, I definitely think if we had Olivia Pope back then, that's what we would have called her. Or we should have called Olivia Pope. <laughs> that, that should have been my line name. Lynn, right. Um, but it's amazing to me that it's not just about us being able to be there for each other in this season of life, but how similar the path is and the work is and the gifts are. And I don't know how you could have known that back then. We just knew that there was something about each other that was just like, this is one of my people. Like, I just, I, I, we've always known we'd be friends for life. But I'm so grateful that in this moment, you, your journey and mine are parallel or intersecting, whatever it is, because I cannot think of anybody else I would really want to be able to lean on and to pray with and to walk with during this chapter of life. Um, I'm so grateful. I'm grateful to God for our friendship and relationship. I'm grateful for his grace. I'm grateful for mm -hmm. your grace. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's magnificent. It's magnificent. So my remarkable friend, sister, lifelong, notoriously remarkable, <laughs> Tammy Hunter, 
before you go, I'd love for you to um, share five things that we don't know about you. So just, just give us, I know you've shared a lot today, but give us five things that, that we don't know about you. Five things that people don't know about me. Wow. Um, five things. Not a lot of people probably know um, how self-critical I am. Mm. Um, not a lot of people know that I am um, really hard on myself. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm working on that. Um, yeah because of probably just what I represent to them and, and, and what they see. Um, um, that I love love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as tough as I may appear to mm -hmm. be, um, I, yes, I love love. Um, that I, um, how can I say, um, then I am probably, um, I am very indecisive when it comes to food. <laughs> I love because I love such a variety. Um, I like options, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and that probably applies to more than food. <laughs> um, I do. I love. Um, I am so indecisive. Um, when it comes to food. Um, I, I would probably say that for some listeners, especially those that know me, um, when they hear this, um, that may not have been around me or, or um, in my space a lot in the latter part of years, um, They probably, they, they will understand and, and probably can understand, but that I do, I, I, my, my relationship with, with the Lord is so serious for me um, because I am such a, a clown. Um, you know, I got jokes for days. Um, Four days. Four days. Always keep you laughing. Um, and so for those people who know me to be like humorous and know me to be like, yo, she is crazy. 
Humorous is an understatement because you were like a stand-up comedian. You got us out of a lot of stuff. Wait, yo, if I had to really make people laugh for a living, I probably like be. I probably would not be great. I'd probably be so horrible. No, I disagree. I disagree. Um, because it would be like, uh, like yeah. No. Mm -mm. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, and I am. Um, I have moments of shyness mm. and moments of being an introvert. Um, mm -hmm. I love my quiet time. I love my, uh, yeah, that's my recharge time. So I, I can sneak away for a couple of days by myself um, and just share with like somebody to say, hey, I'm gonna be gone. This is where, I, like, just so someone would know, like, you know, where I would be. But I love my time to refuel. Mm -hmm. um, I love that time to just kind of refocus, recharge, reflect. And um, yeah. And so I think sometimes when you, um, when people look at you and, um, or, appear to uh, rely on you a lot. And when you're in, you know, a sorority and you belong to different things and you do so much, it's like, or you know a lot of people, like people expect you to um, always be on or just kind of just like be such, so social all the time. And I really do appreciate and enjoy retreating and um, having that alone time. And that probably um, would surprise uh, some people, as much as I like to talk, um, there are times not so much. I think it's a, it's, it ties nicely back to the self-care that you talked about learning from, you know, your mom and mm -hmm. sister early on in those days. And I've always known you to be someone who did a great job of self-care. I can remember, you know, us rubbing some dollars together and you're like, I'm going for a massage. Like just, I got to make sure I take care of myself. Nails always done, pedicure always done, no joke. Um, always, always made sure, which is probably why you always had two or three jobs. Yeah. Um, but to just be able to take care of yourself, you were always meticulous about that. And I love that about you. And I have a spa appointment next week and I can't wait. See, this is, this yeah. is what it's, it's, you know, hashtag self-care goals. Whew, man. So it is so important to have these moments where you do invest in self and clearly you can tell that T is someone who honestly does live into this mantra of taking care of herself. And what I love about her is that evident through both part one and part two, it is clear that she does as much pouring into others, but also recognizes the importance of not pouring from an empty vessel. And so her commitment to self-care is part is one of the many ways in which she ensures that she is in the best possible condition to be able to help and support others. I hope you have enjoyed having the stories of Tammy Hunter come into your living rooms, your cars, your uh, your your earpieces and AirPods as you are on the treadmill. Um, in wrapping you in her experiences, again, 
She is so remarkable. What an amazing woman. Um, the ability that T has to just pour into others and to really help them see themselves is something that I honor in her and will show up um, in our gratitude moment as well. Um, I just wanted to wrap and tell you that you can find um, Tammy Hunter on uh, Facebook under Tammy Hunter. Um, she um, is also on an author and her book, The Sweet Spot um, will come out next year on August 1st of 2022, um, commemorating her 50th birthday. So we're really excited and we'll look forward to celebrating that moment with her when her book drops. Um, and again, as I mentioned in the opening, she is the owner of Better Together Collaborative. Um, and, you know, she continues to do great work in her day job, um, as well as pouring into the Herbie Hancock Institute of Jazz um, and her commitment to Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. Um, it has been such a pleasure to have T here. Clearly, she is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Um, I am so grateful and have been so blessed to be a part of her circle um, and thankful um, for the closeness of the relationship that we have maintained over all of these years. And as we move into the gratitude moment today, you know, I just, it, I, I want it to not be lost on us that it is so important to be able to see others. When T told the story of the young ladies at the airport, um, and, and she shared it with me before she clearly, she shared it here on the podcast because it happened right after we spent some time together, uh, recently. Um, and it is so like her <laughs> from my experience to see and just recognize and be able to, to vision, um, what relationships are like for others. She taught me the word edification. And it's interesting when we did the prepaid legal business together, um, she helped me to understand what it really meant to edify another person. Um, and I, and I know that you could hear and kind of feel me pouring back into her as we went through, um, the episodes in the podcast, because I believe it is so important to give people their flowers while they're here and have the opportunity to know the impact that they've had on your lives. I love that what she did was not just honor the relationship that we have and that she has with so many others, but also to help infuse that kind of lifelong love and connectivity for the two young ladies that she interacted with at the airport. It is important that when we're pouring into other people that it's filling a, filling a cup for them, but also encouraging them to think about how they're going to pay it forward. I have no doubt that those two young ladies will look for an opportunity in their lives to pour into other people that remind them of their relationship. Um, and that is how movements are created. We often think that things are um, small because they feel very simple to be done. But as my 12 year old just reminded me um, a few minutes ago, sometimes the simple ways are the best ways. Sometimes what looks easy is the right way. We don't have to overcomplicate things. T makes it very simple to be in her life. No matter how much time has passed, 
we pick up right where we left off. No matter what the last conversation was, we start as if we've never been disconnected and never been in a different place or had a different opinion um, the next time that we connect. How do you make it simple for the people in your life to love you? How do you make it simple for people in your life to show up in a way that really honors God and spirit and the universe within you? How do you make it simple for people to want to leave your presence and pour into other people? That's what she has the ability to do. And that is what our gratitude moment is. Take a moment today to think about the people who are constantly creating the space for you to be who you are, making it simple for you to love them and for them to love you, making it easy. We all have a lot of difficulties and challenges in our lives. Let's take a moment to honor those who make it very simple to be around them, who make it simple to be apart from them and come back, and who are always looking for ways to pour into others. We can all use a little bit more of that. We can all use remembering that it is nice to be nice. I hope that you will take away so many nuggets from our episodes together, Tammy Hunter and I. Um, A few probably months back, she said to me, is it a situation or is it a problem? And it's one of my favorite quotes of hers. I think of her every time I use it and I use it quite frequently. It's not always a problem, but sometimes we have that we have the propensity to blow things up to be so much larger than life when they never needed to be in that place. Make it a practice to separate things and put them in the boxes where they truly belong. We don't need to make things bigger than what they are. Instead, let's spend our energy on pouring love into ourselves and then having a surplus to be able to pour into others. Thank you so much for joining us on the Remarkable Orator podcast. I look forward to seeing you again soon, where you'll come back and I'll tell you a story. Peace and blessings.